0: How much time do we have left?
1: Not much. Uh-oh, the audience is already
2: seated. Join the
0: celebration. It's an invitation. Little orange bird. Little orange bird. In the sunshine tree. In the sunshine tree. Featured today at the Metropolis Science Center is the greatest invention of all
2: time. A machine.
0: Come celebrate again all the wonder and joy, the laughter and delight that is so much a part of our tradition here in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Come with us. When you wish upon a star, a- w-, w-, w Radio.
1: Radio. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 629, and together, this and every week, we'll celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more as we go from the parks to the screens and everything in between here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, community, books, audio tours, blog, and more, Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and find everything else at www.radio.com. So this week, we're going to look at our top 10 nighttime experiences at Walt Disney World and share 10 or more things you can and should do at night to have a better Walt Disney World day and night in the parks and resorts. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a new Disney prize package Then stay tuned to the end of the show for updates, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Go on a Walt Disney World vacation. I, I have a feeling that for a lot of us, you always feel like you need to get up early, rope drop, get to the e-ticket attractions, which is unlike probably most other vacations, where oftentimes sleeping in is half or three-quarters of the fun. Me, however, I'm a night owl. Like I love sunset. Uh, I think that is my favorite time of day as it begins to drift into the night and there's this golden glow in the sky and over buildings and water. Um, And I think in Walt Disney World, the, the parks and the resorts and so many other areas really come to life at night. And going back to show number 104 back in February of 2009, we talked about top 10 things in Walt Disney World that are better in, at night. But this week, we're going to do something a little bit different because we're going to look at our overall top 10 nighttime experiences in Walt Disney World. Things you can and should do at night in order to have a better Walt Disney World experience as opposed to the old show, which was merely, well, you know, attractions that, that are better at night, etc., And joining me once again is a man who loves the nightlife. He's got to boogie, if you get that reference. Like the song says, the freaks really come out at night. And with that, I want to welcome back my good friend, Mr. Tim Foster from GuideToTheMagic.com and Celebrations Magazine. Welcome back.
3: Well, thanks, buddy. I I was with you till the freaks come out at night.
1: So you you get the you get the I love the nightlife. I got to boogie.
3: Yes. And I was actually going to say I the only thing missing was you fully breaking out in song.
1: As tempted as I am, I'm almost (laughs) I'm almost ready to start singing Houdini's. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. But either way. Because you know us, the discos, the discos don't open till after dark, and it's after 12 when the party really starts. Listen, I, I didn't get out much as a child. It doesn't matter.
3: Hey, because... I got night fever. I'm
1: ready to go. <laughs> night fever, night fever. I, I, look, you're going to get me to sing, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm
3: trying. I, I'm trying my <laughs>
0: best.
1: So I really, and, and it's funny because we're recording this the, the day after I was uh, I was live for last night's Wednesday night WWE live show from Epcot and, um, you know, recording this in April and, and the sun sets later. And, and as I was walking through and going live, I really just found myself taking in the sunset as it transitions into the evening. And I think there are so many reasons to enjoy the park's, at night, right? It's not as blazingly hot in the middle of the afternoon. The crowds start dying down, and I think that there are a lot of experiences that are not only better, but I think can only really happy against that backdrop of the dark night sky. So I am one of these people that maybe would get up early for rope drop, maybe take a little break in the afternoon, and really come back and enjoy the parks in the evening now i know tim you you know you prefer to you know be asleep usually by 7 30 8 o'clock but are you more of a (laughs) morning time in the park person or are you somebody like me that really does enjoy what the parks have to offer in the evening
3: no i'm an i'm a night person i i hear i have heard tales of this mythical rope drop that people speak of but
1: I've never witnessed it
3: personally because. Uh,
1: Next time you come in. down, my friend, guess what? We're You're going to make little... me get up early. I'm going to make you get up early. No, I'm I, I want to be there for your friend <laughs> and again. Right now, Rope Drop is a little bit different, but that's okay. Sure. But sure. I do think, I think there's something special about Rope Drop, especially if you remember back in Magic Kingdom where you would stand in front of the train station and the characters would come in and the mayor and the citizens would be there there is something special about that experience. But I think on the opposite side of the coin, there's also something very special about bookending it at the very end of the night. And and we'll talk about that too as we go through our list of favorite nighttime experiences. And I want to know, and and let's get right into the list. Let's go right with your first. And again, tell me either the first thing that came to mind or one of the ones that um, is is a personal favorite.
3: Uh, Well... You know what? This one falls into both categories. This is the first thing I thought of. um, And it's one of my personal favorites. It's a simple thing. And I will I will preface this by saying I was kind of torn between talking about some of the extravagant things you can do, which I know we're going to get to. Hopefully you'll get to. And then just the little the little uh, small things you can do that don't cost anything, but they're lecture, but a way to enjoy the nighttime of Walt Disney World. This first one was definitely in that, and this was just experiencing. I was trying to think of which land, which attraction, which part of the parks I do like best at at night. And per the last show we did, way, 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 way back when, this more falls into um, what's very different at night than it is during the day. And my first stop took me to Adventureland. Has uh, t- to me, the Adventureland is one of the Lands in the Magic Kingdom and all of Walt Disney World that changes the most once the sun goes down. And I like to experience with the one two punch of taking a ride on the jungle cruise at night, which is vastly different mm-hmm. at night. It becomes spooky and scary somehow, not unlike the Haunted Mansion, for example, especially if there's a light drizzle. But then after that, I'm, I'm, people might think me weird for this one. I love going, walking through the Swiss family treehouse at night. And between the two of those, you just get the feeling, even though you're still in the heart of the Magic Kingdom, surrounded by thousands of your closest friends, not very far away, you do really feel like you're far, far away off in the distant jungles in a faraway land, especially when you're up at the top of the treehouse and you can hear the music of Adventureland echoing from below. but. Nobody else is up there with you because it's the Swiss family treehouse and it's night. People have better things to do. Um, but that was the first thing that came to mind because I just love the whole thing. entirely new, different ambiance that eventually takes on that night.
1: I am with Dole Whip in hand, by the way. You just stop talking, man, because you're making me want to hug you more and more because <laughs> I love everything about that. Not the least of which is that you did not lead with a go with me here. Because everything you said resonates with me completely because I think some lands are better at night. And I think Adventureland is one of those that it offers a very different experience. And I think specifically for Adventureland, the idea, especially as you transition from Main Street USA and, and the Crystal Palace, as you start to walk into Adventureland, remember how the bridge used to have an arch to it. Right. So as you're approaching, you can't really see very much into Adventureland and that's by design. It is very lush. It is very overgrown. And all you really see is the canopy of the trees and you couldn't even see the walkway because of that hump in the bridge, which is unfortunately now gone. And I think that offered you a sense of mystery and adventure what happens when you turn this page and go into this next mysterious chapter of this book that is the magic kingdom and i think at night it's even more so pronounced with the lanterns being lit the music almost seems like it is louder and more mysterious and i agree i think that the treehouse is not just an attraction that's better at night, but very different at night. I think it it does offer a little bit more of uh, mystery to it, and the views that you get from the top as as you earn your way to get up there are even better. And then just slowly wandering through Adventureland and Tiki Torches and all the sounds, uh, I'm with you a thousand percent.
3: Oh, yeah. Can't so,
1: as you were as you were talking about that, I, I'm I'm quickly looking through my list, and I was trying to decide because I really just sort of brain dump when when mm-hmm. I think about these things. And what was the thing that came to me first? Is it something attraction specific, like you said? Is it something a little bit more, um, you know, general, just to the park uh, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with something that I thought about uh, again last night as I was very very slowly making my way out of Epcot through future world to uh, my car because I found myself stopping over and over again to take in these small moments and more importantly to capture those moments and I think, that one of the top nighttime experiences in Walt Disney World is nighttime photography. And before you listening, dismisses that, saying, well, I'm not a photographer, there are now no skills, trust me, I know from personal (laughs) experience, no skills or special requirements in terms of equipment anymore. And actually if you go back to show number 339, we did an entire show about Disney photography one on one, 101, tips and tricks to get some great photographs in Disney using only the equipment you already have. And as I was thinking about the parks, I really do think they take each one individually takes on a very different um uh, life to them at night so magic kingdom each land is different i love you know transitioning i love the there's there's something simple and calm about liberty square and there's something ominous even more so about the haunted mansion in the corner i love the lights on some of the attractions that i won't name specifically because i think i want to touch on those later i think epcot right even though now it's in this transition phase future world lights up with with such a variety of colors and we know that that's going to continue to grow and evolve spaceship earth with the pylons and the lights that around the perimeter of that entrance plaza is gorgeous and whether you're walking through future world or world showcase or any of the parks there is so much to capture not just in the faces of family and friends, but in the landscape, the architecture, the the water elements and the fountains, the, the colors. And we now are equipped with the devices that we have in the palms of our hands to not just capture memories, but really afford us the opportunity to Flex our creative muscles, however small and (laughs) weak they might be. Like I am not a photographer, but I love taking pictures and the technology in our hands and the instructions that are out there in terms of helping us frame and compose a photo and, and exposure and effects that are built right into the camera app itself really allows you especially at night now you know nighttime photography used to be much more difficult with earlier iterations of the phone now especially if you have a device like a 12 pro with the multiple cameras and the lighting effects you can catch gorgeous shots you don't need a tripod to be able to capture a long exposure at night and you know a, I'm going to really date myself. You don't need film anymore. So it doesn't matter. You have to really like, you know, if you have 36 shots, you used to have to be very careful about, but now you can take thousands and go home and have fun going through them. And now we can share them in galleries online and social media. And I think nighttime photography sometimes is an attraction. If that is something that you enjoy, whether it is for yourself to share with others, to just have as memories or, put on a digital frame or, or whatever it might be and it's really over time Tim something that I have found that I look forward to doing not just for the immediate share onto social but I love the creative aspect and element and there are so many incredibly talented creatives that are out there that are sharing photography tips on pick your social media platform of choice for free so the barrier for entry is low slash non-existent it's fine so two two thoughts immediately come
3: to mind so when when did uh, the WW radio show debut like what what year was that I this, I mean I I know I should know this is just for the benefit of the audience
1: so my my very first podcast was in early spring of 2005
3: 2005. Lou, I think this is really dating you. I think you could have said remember film in 2005 and that would have dated you. (laughs) I'm just I'm just saying. Um, Yeah. You know, the funny thing. I have this on my list. This is on my list. And I was comforted in knowing I can hold this one back a little bit because I know Lou's not going to say that. There's no way. And (laughs) Sorry. Right. Right. Right out of the gate. (laughs) You said that. Um, I'll just add a little bit to that, but you said everything perfectly. Uh, Same exact thing. One thing I liked, and I found myself, I I was going to mention Spaceship Earth. You said that, but the Tower of Terror is another attraction that's really cool. Uh, The cool thing about it, and I had this experience last time I was there, is if you go uh, right before dusk, sun's still up uh, at a given attraction, and mine happened to be at the Tower of Terror. And you have camera in hand again, whether you're a pro and amateur shutterbug, whatever you are um, watching the Tower of Terror in particular change as it starts. Sky starts to get a little purple, gets darker and darker, and then obviously to the middle of the night, depending how long you stay there. But the the different looks that it goes through is incredible. And I found myself appreciating that a whole lot more because I was standing there taking pictures like ordinarily you walking by, you might not notice that um, that transition, which, you know, could take an hour or two depending on uh, what time of year it is and all that sort of thing. Uh, Really outstanding. And when you're taking a photographer, taking pictures though it's <laughs> i did find myself i didn't dare want to leave because every time i turned around it just looked totally different you know the sky's a little darker the lights are a little brighter the 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 color cast on the building is a little different so yeah i, I love that and that was that was my thought on that so um not just walking around but if you want to pick an attraction and just capture it from uh full sunlight to total darkness it's it's amazing what happens as the sun goes down and that's not my entry. So, you know, one stolen. Hold
1: on. I'm well, sure we'll be. I'm sure that I, it's not stealing. It It's overlap. It, it's it,
3: it's overlap. Speaking of overlap, <laughs> you're going to be mad at me. I love this one. So one thing we all love to do, day or night, rain or shine, is eating. And I'm the one who brought it up first. I brought up dining first. And um Outside dining, when you can manage it, is a wonderful thing to do at Disney. Uh, there's so many. Sh- uh, Lou, I'm sure this is on your list and you got a bunch, but I- I'm just going to throw out three that I particularly love. And this one, I apologize in advance, Lou, but the Katsura Grill, <laughs> <laughs> and the Japan Pavilion Epcot, which I know is one of your favorite places. But um just... Uh, and we, t- I feel like we talk about this on every single show we do. But <laughs> going there, getting something, sitting out on that veranda with the uh, the Japanese lanterns and the waterfall, and it's such a peaceful section of the park, especially at night, totally magical. I also love uh, if you can manage to get a lagoon side seat at the Rosen Crown, especially mm-hmm. if you time it with um, Luminations or Epcot Forever or Harmonious and so forth. Um, that's great if you can pull it off. Um, one thing I I did this a few times and it's great, too, which most people might not think of is the Gasparilla Grill over at the Grand mm. Floridian. Great place to get a snack at a cupcake, whatever your pleasure. Sit out um, on the beach and just you can gaze across uh, Seven Seas Lagoon to the Magic Kingdom. If you time it right, watch some fireworks. If you time it really right, and this happened to me once, you get a cast member who just needs to take one of those boats out for a test drive. You want to come along? Catch a fireworks cruise. That was unbelievable. Uh, we'll get back to fireworks cruises, I'm sure, a little later in the show. So I won't belabor that. But but really, anywhere you can eat outside. I didn't even touch Disney Springs because that's your home, Lou. But um, I'm going to kind of open this up to you because there's so many places you could pick to eat outside, whether it's a meal or a snack or what have you. I was wondering what your favorites are besides the Katsura Grill which we'll spend some time at UNR, so. So
1: I'm gonna you and I. So I'm going to surprise you. It wasn't say, on your list. Well, I was going to start listing some of my favorite restaurants with outdoor night time, you know, out, night outdoor yeah. seating that's better at night. But I think that a top 10 restaurants to eat outside needs to be a show oh. by itself. That being said, Hi, Boathouse. You know, I love you. (laughs) And I'll just, I'm going to throw one in there just for fun that you might not think about. And having been there relatively recently, and as I walked by, I said, This is, it's just beautiful. And I just love the location and the ambiance. And I want to go back next time I'm at the studios and just sit outside at the baseline tap house. That little corner pub on Grand Avenue, relatively new, it's only a couple years old. Look, I I am not a drinker, although they have an extensive list of of, uh, California uh, beers and wines and ciders and cocktails. They also have a lot of non-alcoholic drinks, some great snacks. There's a little charcuterie board, there's a pretzel, but the appeal and the draw of this is this little terrace outside it's lined and, and almost canopied with trees and it has strings of popcorn lights that as they come up at dusk and sunset really just look beautiful um, really in the evenings and sitting there and just watching the world go by and looking out over Grand Avenue and the entrance to Galaxy's Edge and over at Star Tours and hearing that cacophony of, of different sounds. It is a nice way to end your day at Hollywood Studios and just sort of let let time pass by a little bit as you lead towards your exit at the end of the night and. Um, which is actually i'll I'll get to that next but i I think we need to do a top 10 restaurants to eat outside and i think some of the appeal is going to be some of those restaurants that are worth going to in the evening because of the views etc
3: done i'll just warn you i'm going to need a lot of
1: research so i'm here for you i'm a giver thank you brother i am a giver um I will I will use that as a transition to one of the things that is on my list, and we're talking about top ten nighttime experiences. And I think a lot of times, if you hear that, or if as you as you listener heard that, says well, oh, they're going to list places and specific things to do, and I want to sort of shift that a little bit because I think one of the best nighttime experiences is not a thing to to check off a list, but it's a way to approach your days and more importantly, your evenings at the park. And what I really wanna do is have you concentrate on the last two hours or so of your day in the park. and when, And almost your last two hours from closing time Back, so if Epcot is closing at nine, that time from seven to nine can really be the best part of your day and evening. Why? Because you have to remember a lot of times the crowds will be at their lowest point of the day. So, if you were hoping to ride an attraction, especially one of the e-tickets, more than once, this is the time to do it uh when character interactions come back this is the perfect time to do it because it's not normally what is in people's minds in terms of things that they're saving for the end of the day obviously some of the attractions that we've talked about that are better at night whether it's big thunder mountain the people mover some of the other ones that we might be talking about too and The idea that if you want to ride some of the attractions that are more difficult or have longer lines throughout the day, those last two hours, those last 20 minutes are the times to go. And if you want to try and get one of those e-ticket attractions again, wait till the very end of the night, right? Wait until 10 minutes before park closes to get in line, Not only do you get a quote-unquote last ride of the night, but you get shorter lines. And when you come off the attraction, and as the crowds have really started to dissipate, and then you make your way out, you almost start getting that feeling of having the park to yourself. I'll extend this advice to not just attractions, but dining try to get, remember, snack throughout the day, keep your, your blood sugar <laughs> levels and carb levels up, but make the latest reservation for dinner that you can. I've done this a number of times, sometimes deliberately, sometimes just because it was all that I could get, but walking out of a place like Takumite or Skipper Canteen, after the park has closed and you step out into a literal empty world showcase promenade where it is you and your dining companions a scattered array of very few cast members maybe one or two other guests or walking out of magic kingdom that way there's no other word to use other than magical because you feel like not only have you had this wonderful meal but you have the park to yourself And you can, please make your way to the exits. Don't dawdle. But you can take that leisurely stroll out. And it's almost like you feel like as part of your dinner package, you've paid to have this park to yourself. And I think that is the best way to punctuate your day in the parks. Plus, you don't have to worry about the crowds. And whether as an extension of that extension, even if you don't have a late reservation, when the park closes, don't rush to the exit with every single other guest. After your last ride, after your last snack, whatever it might be, after watching the kiss goodnight, whatever, when it comes back to the castle, slow down, right? Take some of those. I'll go back to taking photos. Take some of those photos to get shots that you would never be able to get otherwise that empty main street USA, that completely empty future world or sunset Boulevard or Hollywood Boulevard shop. And yes, you know, you might sort of get a very gentle reminder to, to keep moving, but you'll see the cast members are also very helpful, very respectful, very understanding and want to help you have those magical moments and magical memories and you'll also notice too Tim that not only do you feel like that park is yours and you get to say good night or goodbye if that is your last night but the the music seems louder right because there's there's no more that that gentle hum of the crowds or screaming children in their strollers who were exhausted (laughs) on their way out. But or or me or Tim crying. But the parks are so quiet. And I think the empty parks at night are when they are at their most beautiful.
3: That's that's one of my I hesitated putting this on my list only because I've said this so many times. One of my favorite things to do exactly what you said at World Showcase and Uh, not even if you have a reservation, dinner reservation, like you said, but after uh, back when I would do it back with illuminations, when that would end um, to hang out, like, especially if you're in the back, if you're in American adventure, Japan, that area, like you said, don't be in a rush to follow everybody out. Um, Even if you sit and relax, give it five, 10 minutes. It's surprising how quick uh, the crowds leave and, yeah, wandering around through World Showcase is my favorite place to do. You can go back and back into the pavilions, even though the stores are closed and the restaurants are still serving, but not open for you to go eat. But but you can wander into the into the courtyard in the United Kingdom, or back into the courtyard in the Italy pavilion, or um, down over by the Lotus Pond in the China pavilion. Each pavilion you can explore, and it's just so much. Uh, cooler at night when there's nobody there like you said you can hear you can hear the music a whole lot better than you can at normal times you feel like you have it all to yourself and especially in world showcase when every pavilion has its own music and and if it's when it was after illuminations you could hear the uh fleeting strains of we go on echo through the night so always one of my favorite times to hang out and and uh don't resist that urge to make your way out in the park with everyone else as fast as you can you know
1: we're gonna do that next time you come down too there
3: you go see and you know along those lines this kind of would go into my next one so i feel like no discussion of evening at walt disney world is complete without fireworks of course um but obviously seeing the fireworks is a well, if we're going to do something at night, we're going to watch the fireworks. Of course, we're going to watch the fireworks. Um, But my little tips that I'd want to share, um, of course, your go-to for Magic Kingdom fireworks is hang out on Main Street with uh, everybody else, shoulder to shoulder. We're all singing Kumbaya. We're hugging, we're crying, we're laughing. Um, If you're at uh, Epcot watching the evening show, uh, whether it was illuminations or what's coming into future um, to stake out that spot along the lagoon for an hour, look at that funnel cake stand knowing you don't dare go over cause you'll lose your spot, that kind of thing. But what I actually like to do is to find those out of the way places. You can go to uh, watch the fireworks and, and relative privacy with not a lot of people around a place you don't really have to stake out way ahead of time, a place where you can even get a snack, sit down in a nice spot and watch it. And some of my favorites and uh, in uh, Epcot and world showcase in particular, um, I love going, just going back into the pavilions. Don't be in such a rush to be on the fence. I love hanging out in the back of the Japan pavilion. It's surprising how, not so far. You have to go back before you're away from the crowds and all of a sudden you feel like you have it to yourself. Um, I remember the Germany pavilion was another place standing on the steps of Canada with your best friends, eating candy, candy from the mercantile <laughs> shop and watching illuminations um, over in the magic kingdom. Um, I like uh, the, the walkway right in front of the starlight cafe. There's usually no, not too many people there. Um, You have to pick your spots in the Magic Kingdom, lest you be behind a tree that you didn't realize was in the way. But Tomorrowland's actually a pretty good spot to see the fireworks. Back in New Fantasyland, too, Um, once you get back from the castle and just wander back to the area by Gaston's Tavern. Very cool. Not many people back there. You have a great view. Um, The castle's not in front of you like it would be, but still great places to watch and again, not have many people around you kind of have the park to yourself and be able to see the fireworks in a whole different way. Even if you've seen them before, this is a great way to see them again and get a new appreciation of them and maybe see them a little better because you're not worrying about the crowds around you and hearing everybody else and watching out. Not so much happens these days anymore, but you don't have to worry about the dad with the video camera with the big light <laughs> that he thinks he has to have on to get the fireworks and even though he doesn't have to do that, thankfully that doesn't happen so much anymore. But you know what I'm talking about.
1: Well, I, I, I'll, I'll I'll append one of mine to yours because I think and, and forgive me if I'm taking one week. If so, we can just continue on with it. But I think in addition to the fireworks displays, something that has been added over the last few years that are making the park icons even more iconic have not just been the firework spectaculars, obviously the, the castle, you know, the, the holiday lights, but the icon projection shows mm-hmm. on, you know, uh, not just the castle, but the Chinese theater, uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom on the Tree of Life is, it's absolutely beautiful, that, that Tree of Life awakening show and the fact that it it feels like that tree is literally coming to life the same thing tim it is is something all of a sudden that is you don't have to specifically add it to your itinerary for the day because of, of how long it goes on but it's something that you in the back of your mind should make sure that you do because there is a show element to it and yes you can walk by it and still appreciate it but when you stop and watch these inanimate buildings wake up especially in a, in something like the tree of life i mean there is an awakening of those animals and you see the doe and the hummingbird and the the fox and all these it is this incredible spectacle that happens with nothing but projections and i think to your to your point about appreciating the fireworks show and I think what we're what we know is is coming too we know that more is going to be coming especially for the 50th anniversary when we see things like Spaceship Earth getting this incredible new lighting that is being installed now and we're getting a little sense of it by seeing some of that concept art that only gets me more excited for what we might possibly see, because it's going to be the magic of possibility, what we're going to see in Epcot when this happens later on this year.
3: Yeah, it's going to be great. I, I did have shared the tree of life on my list later, but I'll mention it like uh, kind of along lines of the Jungle Cruise and the Swiss Family Treehouse, that that nice little one 2 uh, punch that you can do in the Magic Kingdom. That was one I kind of discovered. Uh, in any animal kingdom, going to Pandora, and this is a cool thing you can do. And we did—I uh, think we did this a couple of nights. Whether you're going on flight of passage or not, being in Pandora at night just to be there at night—that's um, a destination. I—I I would say if you—if you're going to visit any, we could actually vote on this. If you're going to visit any land in any park in the Magic Kingdom at night. It's a tough call, but I mm-hmm. I would put Pandora at the top of the list. And I remember when uh, first time I saw Pandora at night, obviously. Incredible, it's incredible during the day, but oh, my gosh, at night when the, the bioluminescent forests come to life and you're just dazzled by the scenery around you, even even the walkways come to life with this brilliant glow in the dark splattering. But um, coming out of there. As if I'm not dazzled enough. And then you stumble upon the Tree of Life show if you time it right. And that's not hard to time right at all. It's, right, it's like right these, on these the way, you should go. It's like boom, boom. And
1: right, because wow. these shows yeah. happen like every 10 minutes or so. Yeah. So yeah. you're not going to miss it as long as you're still in the park at night. And and that's one of the things that I you know, when the fireworks happen, they happen. But right. these shows that they it's it's like these um parade cavalcades that we've had as a result of COVID again, opportunity from adversity, these things happen every 10 minutes. So you don't have to worry about missing them or missing something else in order to experience it.
3: That's a good, yeah, that was, it was funny. Cause I didn't, actually I didn't know that was happening. So when we were visiting Pandora and we came out and like, what is going, why, why is everybody looking over in that direction? And then you see it. So, um, and actually one thing I'll touch on really, really quick. It's, uh, this is a tough one because this the whole definition of this point is the stuff you can't plan for. And that was, for me, that was one of them because that was an unexpected surprise as we came out of Pandora. But there's so many little touches in all the parks that come out at night that they're not shows, they're not on the schedule, they're nothing at time. And you mentioned some, but Epcot has, <laughs> I'm used to the ones at Epcot that I grew up with, like the you know the fiber optic lights just appearing as the sun goes down mm-hmm. in the walkways around future world. Um, the cast members coming out and uh, with a mop and a broom. And all of a sudden they're, they're painting pictures of characters and water on the ground in front of your eyes. And, um, and like I said, how every, every building and every tree and every plant, like it becomes illuminated and just takes on a whole new appearance during the day. But a lot of stuff happens that you, you know, you just stumble upon and,
1: Holy smokes, that's really cool! Yeah, you know. so, and, and I want to just make a quick note or, or point as we've gone through probably already more than ten in our yeah. as as our top tens are want to do. Note, Tim, that everything that we have said so far has no additional cost associated with it. It's that's not correct. something you need to buy, something you need to register for, something that you need to spend money to do. There are, there are things that are just present in the experience if you make sure that you carve out and allot time to do them. And that and that's one of the things that I love, too, is there are so many – when you go to Walt Disney World, that's why we keep coming and coming back and, and moving here because you can visit the same park a 100 times – and have a hundred different experiences because of the lenses you are using, that your internal lens that you're using in terms of the reason why you're going, the things that you want to focus on and do.
3: I love it. I love the way you said that. Yeah, it's all free. There are a couple. I have bookmarked a couple of things you can pay for, but I honestly haven't done them. So I, I feel remiss talking about them. But, um <laughs> Treat, other, depending I on what know, you have on
1: your list, I, I I'm I'll treat you to one next time you're here.
3: Uh, well, let's see. I I have the night safaris at the animal kingdom. Now, again, it depends on, you know, what's open. Uh, uh, hey, a, a night cruise would never say no to a nightly dessert fireworks cruise.
1: All right. Slow down, <laughs> cowboy. Baby, hey, steps, baby. I, steps. I, well,
3: all right. Uh, uh, Pair of dull Whips as we look At the magic carpets of Aladdin You know what in the night. I'm that gonna sound? give you that
1: okay? I'm gonna give you something better And and this one is actually Very high on my list ah. And It's not gonna cost either of us anything Other than the quality time we get To spend together And I that's, think that's priceless that, When this was announced There was Some very interesting online Discussion about it pro con concern otherwise from the first time i stepped foot i fell in love with this the simplicity the beauty the 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 opportunity the views and at night tim foster Mm -hmm. the disney skyliner is is without question something that you need to do you need to mark it on your itinerary as something that you need to do and i'm sure we've all from wherever you you are whether it's inside a park at a resort driving down buena vista drive watching these gondola cabins flying over the highways and the treetops is beautiful but when you get to ride it and go over the waterways and the treetops and the parks and the attractions, this is more than a conveyance. It is more than a a mode of transportation. It is very experiential. It is, for me, an attraction. And, you know, if you think about it, there's, again, so many different ways to... Enjoy this, right? There's those 300 plus different Skyliner cabins. About half of them are wrapped with characters and movies. And I actually prefer the ones that are unwrapped, especially at night, because I think it's easier to look outside. Again, opportunity from adversity. Right now in the COVID world in which we are living, because of the physical distancing requirements, you do get the advantage of... You, either by yourself or just your party, has the Skyliner to yourself. And riding it at night, when it's silent, save for your conversation or an occasional announcement, you have this beautiful, quiet, serene, bird's-eye view of the studios and the resort hotels and the Riviera and and coming in when you come across the waterway to Art of Animation and Pop Century or whether you're using it to get from a park to your resort or wherever I mean, look east west north and south all <laughs> roads lead to Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort yes. <laughs> but I do um I am absolutely enamored with the Skyliner and even more so at night. And I think you also get a new appreciation, not just of the resorts. Look, I think the Skyliner was the best thing that could have happened to Caribbean Beach because what it was often for many people overlooked at as a resort or a place that you would go if you couldn't, you recognize the beauty of that resort and you see all these vibrant colors illuminated at night is gorgeous. I think the Riviera has very quickly become one of my favorite resorts. It's gorgeous at night, and enjoying that serene, if, it, if you like the ones that are wrapped, these whimsically themed gondolas, um, it, 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 even if I don't, I'm not staying there, I have gone on occasion to ride the Skyliner for the sake of riding the Skyliner. And there's nothing better than riding at sunset and at night. You've got me so giddy right now in my
3: in my in my uh, seclusion of isolation here in my little corner of Pennsylvania. So much stuff I'm looking forward to. That's definitely one of them is the Skyliner. Um, barely missed the chance to do it last time I was there, but along those lines, though, I think. You know, I think this was actually on our list of uh, most romantic things to do
1: <laughs> in the last. month. It is romantic. I mean, there is something. Uh, yeah, it's sure. Yeah. Uh,
3: uh, the other one that I had on my list, uh, one of the first things I put was uh, riding the launch boats that night, which um, again that was on our romantic list too. But uh, and again, these are these are the launch boats, either the Wilderness Lodge Contemporary Fort Wilderness Circuit or the you know Grand Floridian Poly. Magic Kingdom, those are my favorites. But um, I oftentimes will go on those boats not to get from one place to another, but just for the experience of it, especially at night. And depending on the mood you're in, uh, the seclusion on Bay Lake with the uh, the Wilderness Lodge launch is is pretty cool when you're really out in the middle of the lake with no one around you. Um, conversely, the Seven Seas Lagoon is cool because you do see the lights of all the resorts in the Magic Kingdom. And if you time it right, you might get a glimpse of fireworks. So um, that's always a magical thing I love to do at night. And again, I'll do it just for the sake of doing it, just because to me, that's an attraction unto itself. So.
1: so I'm going to share another one that is, is is yes, primarily for guests that are staying at a walt disney world resort but i think even if you are local or if you are staying off property or if you are uh, uh renting a, a house or you're a um, an airbnb whatever it might be um I, I think going home at night is something that you should do And and i don't mean you have to go leave the park and go home but what i mean is really taking advantage of what your resort has to offer and sometimes things that might not be in your mind or on your radar. And again, speaking to right now in the COVID world in which we live where park capacity is decreased, there has been a huge advantage to that, right? Look, I'm always going to choose the good. I'm always going to find the good, even in the bad. One of the advantages is that, Because the parks are less crowded, um, what's happening is you're able to get through the parks much faster than you were in the past. You don't need to be at Magic Kingdom at Rope Drop and stay until park close in order to ride everything. Very true in places like Hollywood Studios, even Epcot and Animal Kingdom for a variety of reasons. What that gives you is the blessing of time and While, yes, Disney Springs is on my list, going home to your resort or going to visit some of the resorts and taking advantage of some of the nighttime activities there should very much be on your list. Look, you're paying to stay there. You might as well uh, avail yourself of everything there. And Tim, the things that are on my list are not just free, but they're simple, right? I I am a a, a simple man. The simple (laughs) pleasures of going back to your resort or going to a resort for the nighttime resort campfires. Look, even if you're not staying at Fort Wilderness, I think it's a, it's a destination that you should go to and the Chippendale sing-alongs with marshmallows and s'mores. And you know, when the characters come back and there's more to it than just the sing-along aspect, it's the simple time being together with friends and family if you're staying at a resort i think going to the pool at night more importantly the poolside movies are so fun and all the resorts offer poolside movies in the evening it depends on some resorts sometimes the movies are a little bit removed from the pool but i'm thinking the last time i stayed at animal kingdom lodge we literally were just sort of floating in the pool watching movies on the pool deck and you could be in the pool you can be on a lounge chair you can lay in the sand at some resorts and there's a different movie every night and I, I love that. so even like the last time I was at uh, like Wilderness Lodge like we grabbed food to go from Roaring Forks we brought it over to the pool we went and watched the movie for a little while and sat on the grass and it was such A memorable moment from that staycation that I had with my family. The movie wasn't important. It's the time spent doing it, and it's those things that often in our daily lives we don't necessarily do together because we're so busy and everybody's going in a hundred different directions. But being able to enjoy and appreciate and take advantage of all your resort has to offer at night should be something that you think about and plan for. You made me think of a couple things right off the top when you
3: top of my head when you said that, and that's a great one. Speaking of roaring forks,
1: mm.
3: how about gra- <laughs> mm. how about grabbing that all in one bar? I still remember the one I got. Or that cupcake, the cookie to snack, hanging down the dock and catching. You didn't plan for it, but there it is. The electrical water pageant. Yep. Um, very cold that's that's uh, for me anyway i so maybe people plan uh some evenings around that but that's when i've seen it a lot i've never planned on going to see it It always just you hear that music echoing across the lagoon uh base lagoon whether you're at the floridian the polynesian the contemporary oh yes it's that time and you know we wander down Cookie in hand if you plan it right and get to watch some of the electric water pageant, which is I, really I mean it's a great it's a great float. It just seems so old-fashioned and corny, but it's just it's still so cool even though it goes back many many years. Um, the other thing I like to speaking of going back to resorts if you're staying at the Epcot resorts is uh, just to hang out at the boardwalk at night and uh, depending on what you do, it's free. You can go get food if you want to, but um, I like walking around just getting at night. The boardwalk takes on that carnival boardwalk ambiance and um, you can play carnival games and get food, like I mentioned. But you can also uh, when they're there, see the entertainers come out and they just randomly show up, set up shop by virtue of circling a rope on the ground. And then you got you know a magician, a juggler. I remember... Juggler who's catching little basketballs in a hoop that he was tossing five stories up in the air, or I exaggerate at the boardwalk. In and the people in the balcony staying in the room trying to catch little basketballs, but um, it's so much fun. And it's usually again for me, it's kind of an impromptu thing. If I'm coming back to my resort from Epcot, um, like instead of going right in and heading to bed, like hang out the boardwalk and taking some entertainment have some food, you know, it's a good time too. So yeah, again, like it, when you get home and heading to your resort, that's uh, those are two things that came to mind. I will add parenthetically, I, I once asked my daughter what her favorite thing to do, what her favorite nighttime memories were. Oddly enough, one of hers was, and I say this because I feel some people out there are going to go, wait, I felt the same way. That's so weird. She always remembers being on the bus back you know, when it would be crowded and everybody's coming back and the lights are out and all the kids are starting to fall asleep, even though they got their light up spinners still going. Then you get to that resort and that light comes on. Boom. Hmm. For some reason, my daughter cherishes that memory. That's like an awesome Disney memory for her. I don't know why. But when she said it, I went, you
1: know what? In a weird way, that's kind of cool, too. So it's funny that things, especially kids hang on to. I have memories of going with my parents and I cannot understand why this memory of walking with my dad in Tomorrowland in 1976 and I know the year because I had this red, white and blue Mickey Mouse. I don't know why that has stuck with me and it's interesting the memories that our kids or your nephews or your friends kids carry with them from what seem like might seem like this very sort of throwaway moment. Right. It's like, look, it's like the kid playing with the box at Christmas. You want them to focus (laughs) on the one thing and it's something else that that they love and remember.
2: Yeah.
3: You never know. And like I said, I'm sure a bunch of people out there are like me, too. You know, I thought I was the only one. So,
1: And I love that you mentioned the water pageant. I I had it on my list, too, um, because there is something about um, uh, not just this. I think it's still the longest running Disney experience on on property, but it's that simple pleasure that, that whether you've enjoyed the pageant or you just love some of the music that you recognize, like from main street electrical parade and the soundtrack. And there's something beautiful in the simplicity of that.
3: Yeah. And it's, it's kind of weird. I'm not sure how to say this as you, especially if you're at your resort and you see it, how do I say? So? Like if you're at the, I don't know. You're the contemporary, and you look out your window and you see it. But it's, it's a weird little thing that again you don't plan for, you don't, uh, you don't revolve your day around it. But it just kind of wraps everything together. Like one moment you're back in your room, your day's over, and then you see that, and it's like, now we're we're still in Disney magic here. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere you turn. There it is on the lake in front of me. And who knew that was going to happen? So always so pretty cool when that happens.
1: So how many more, if any, do you have on your list?
3: I might be wrapped up pretty good. So I I believe it might be honorable mention time or so, your number one.
1: Well, I, I did want to I wanted to mention Disney Springs, and I know I'm sort of stating the obvious, but I, I do love the fact that 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 fifth gate, which is how I view it, uh, especially as a local, it really takes on new life at night with not just the, the lighting lighting but, or even the background music, but the live music, um, the dance parties, the, the musicians, and as you sort of walk through, much like there are audible transitions between Main Street and Adventureland and Frontierland, there are these audible transitions as you move from the marketplace to West Side, to, and you'll hear, you know, jazz music on one side, you'll hear something that is, um, a little bit more modern as you approach, you know, the stage by boathouse. The restaurants take on a different light, uh, life and because of the lighting, I think the entire area does. And unlike those many years of Pleasure Island when it was very adult specific, there is something for everybody in every age range in Disney Springs. And it is why it is the place that my family and I visit more than any of the other parks like that's not an exaggeration and it's not just for boathouse and and funky chicken sandwiches but even just to go and walk around and there is so much entertainment that is free just by walking around and and visiting i I do want to just quickly touch on and i'm going to wrap these in together because there are a few experiences that do have an additional cost to them and there are also some that are not available now as well as some free things that are not available now so i want to wrap those in together two of the uh ticketed experiences that i would definitely look into um one is is not currently running another is the first is the starlight safari at disney's animal kingdom lodge this is this wonderful uh nighttime safari tour very very different than what you get on kilimanjaro safari and it's in complete darkness but you are given these night vision goggles and you sort of feel like you're going this through this african game reserve through the savannas that is um, guided and narrated it departs i think about 10 o'clock at night it's only up to 10 guests and is $70 per person. I know that a portion of the tour price is donated to Disney's wildlife conservation fund. I also believe that there is Disney vacation club and annual pass holder discount as well. It is a very, very cool learning opportunity experience for adults and kids. And because the, uh, uh, the group is so small It feels very intimate. And I know I've I've had friends who've gone and their party of four has been the only group that was there. So you really feel like it is just for you. Um, And again, that currently is not running, but hopefully we'll be back soon. I would also want to mention... Would you, as long as I'm singing songs from the 70s, Fifth Dimension, I'm looking at you, would you like to ride in my beautiful, my beautiful balloon? I'm singing it in my head, but I'm trying not to say it. This was on our list of top 10 romantic things to do. Uh, I do. I love the characters in Flight Balloon in Disney Springs, and it's even More beautiful, I think, at night. Um, Watch, Especially if you can time it. I think, again, going back to dusk, sunset is beautiful. And being able to see views 10 miles in every direction is really, really nice. And, again, it's like $15 for kids, $20 for adults. I do believe there are discounts for there as well. Going to Disney Springs, making that part of your evening is um, something else to think about, too. And just, again, things that are not here but are coming back. The concerts in Epcot are uh, in in World Showcase at the America Gardens Theater have always been such an important part of the festivals when they come back. And I know that they will Enjoying those at night is a great way to spend an evening and, and sort of just sit back and relax and enjoy music from, you know, current years or, or from your your childhood. Same thing with hard ticketed events, uh, whether it's the Halloween party, the Christmas party, Night of Joy, some of the other special events that take place. Um, most of them are happening at night and it does make them special a little dare i say a little bit of magical and it's something that i always looking forward to every year so if you've never done one of the hard ticket events at night i would definitely suggest adding it to your list um disney
3: disney villains after hours disney have you ever done that uh, or are you too scared yes no i actually last time we were, there, we were fortunate if we did that that was it was incredible it, the, the evening revolved around my daughter's quest for the Hades hot dogs at Casey's <laughs> with the black bun. And now it was fantastic. So, yeah. yeah.
1: And and look, we we didn't even talk about the attractions that, you know, there are a lot of attractions that are better at night. Again, I, I suggest going back to show number 104, uh, although that was from February 2009. I'm sure there's attractions that we would add like Mind Train mm-hmm. to that list. Um, I would even say. I would dare to say, dare, dare, Cali River Rapids, right? Um, Go into Cali River Rapids. Make that your last ride of the night, especially if you know you're going to get soaked and don't want to walk around in soggy shoes. It's a fun, especially if you are a kid at heart or have young kids, ride Cali at the end of the night. Who cares if you're soaked? Go back to your resort, get changed, go get a snack, watch a movie, have a late dinner, go get some, you know, Bread service at Sanaa, whatever it might be, but the lighting around Cali at at night is very, very, very cool, and the fact that you can't see what's coming up ahead next adds a little bit more, again, like Adventureland, mystery and... Um, uh, sort of adventure and suspense to it. Uh, and you don't have to worry about you know walking around the entire day being completely soaked. So if you've never done it before, I challenge you to ride Cali River Rapids at night. Oh, a challenge. All challenge. Right. I'm challenging that's you, like you, Foster. That's
3: like you throwing a bathtub of water at my head while I got my eyes closed and I don't know what's coming.
1: <laughs> I got you. I'm feeling. But I, and I think, Tim, I want to hear from you what is your favorite nighttime experience at Walt Disney World? What did we miss? What did we not put on our hopefully comprehensive and extensive list of ten-ish things that we love and suggest that you do in Walt Disney World? I would lit- like. I want to hear from you. I don't want you just you know answering this in your mind. There's a few different ways. One, by being part of the conversation and more importantly, the community by joining our group on Facebook. It is the WW Radio Clubhouse. It is a fun, family-friendly, I promise you, Drama-free, very, very welcoming community of friends. You can visit it by going to www.radio.com slash clubhouse. I will post this question there. You can also call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. It's 407-900-WDW1. Let me hear your answer, the passion in your voice. I will play it on the air. Or if you want to just email me and let me know, you can just email me, lou at www.radio.com. And speaking, little Timmy Foster, of nighttime experiences at Walt Disney World, why do I have this sneaking suspicion that there's something special going on at Celebrations Press to celebrate this very topic?
3: Oh, we got. So it's funny we're talking about nighttime, Lou, because as at Celebrations, we're working on our summer issue. We're back in print for those of you who haven't heard the great news, but we're celebrating we have a collector's book that we put out nighttime memories of walt disney world and uh it's just filled with um beautiful photographs of all those nighttime experiences we actually miss now illuminations the osborne family lights main street electrical parade wishes and best of all lou we're giving that book away free for anyone who subscribes right now so that's our free gift to you so um i think you can you have a link or something you can share with the folks out there. But uh, we we wanted to share the nighttime magic with you as long as we're talking about it. So um, that's how we're going to do it. And hopefully we'll have a nighttime memories
1: book too coming out at some point in the future. But super exciting. Awesome. And I'm going to link in the show notes at wdwradio.com directly to where you can find that or you could just go to celebrationspress.com and we would love to also hear from you if you have a suggestion for a top 10 that you would like to hear on the show, again, just email me, lou at www.radio.com and we will definitely add it to the list. Timmy Foster, speaking of things to add to the list, my list of things that we need to do on your next trip down to Walt Disney World yeah. is growing as is my love for you and how much I miss you <laughs> and looking forward to uh, when you get to, and by popular demand, uh, no. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you while you're down here on a Wednesday night live show.
3: Yes. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. I would love that.
1: So, I'm looking forward to it I as I so always much. do, as well as our next in our continuing series of top tens. Tim, we've been doing this a long time, man, and I continue to uh, not just love doing them with you, but appreciating your help and your friendship, um, and your. Always also oh very intriguing entries onto the list. <laughs> I,
3: I I try. I appreciate that. I love every time.
1: You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Thanks, Mark. Time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see, hear, taste or maybe even remember. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. This week's trivia contest is brought to you by Fun.com where you can save on toys, collectibles, clothing, stuff for your home and office, something for everybody of all ages from Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, Funko, you name it. Their customer service is unmatched in the industry, quick, secure shipping, and they'll help you find the best gifts for yourself or for somebody else. And if you visit www.radio.com fun, you can save 15% on your first order when you sign up for their free newsletter. Again, www.radio.com fun. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I asked you to tell me what attraction, show, or film in this Epcot location begins or began with the phrase to know this land's heart and soul, to discover its spirit, dot, dot, dot. You know, of course, that is from Norway, the Maelstrom post-show film, which ran from 1988 through 2014, rest in peace Maelstrom, and last week you we were playing for an all-new WW Radio pin and keychain. If you check the blog over at wwradio.com you can check out the new acrylic pin and keychain which are only available as contest prizes. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Dr. Frank Stefanik. So, Dr. Frank, congratulations. You used the online form. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. Disney Springs, How Do I Love Thee, Let Me Count The Ways. But Disney Springs, I also remember and miss Pleasure Island. And now I want you to tell me this week what Disney Springs current location was once the home of the Comedy Warehouse back when it was Pleasure Island. So tell me what current Disney Springs location was once the home of the Comedy Warehouse. You have until Sunday, April 18th to enter for a chance to win. All you need to do is go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there, and once again, this week you're going to play for a brand new WW Radio pin and keychain. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Don't forget to be part of the community and conversation by joining the WW Radio Clubhouse. That's our group on Facebook at wwradio.com slash clubhouse. There you can answer our question of the week, which is your favorite thing to do at night in Walt Disney World. Plus, there's plenty of other conversations going on and start your own about anything Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars. You can also connect with me, other places on social I'm at Lou Mangiello on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. And don't forget to like the WW Radio page at Facebook.com slash WW Radio. If you have a question you want me to answer on the air, you can email me, Lou at WW Radio.com or call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407 900 ww one with a comment about this week's show or answer to our question of the week or just a hello from the parks. Also, please join me this and every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live. It's our live video broadcast and chat over on Facebook. We'll talk not just about this week's show and current Walt Disney World, Marvel and Star Wars and Disney news, but I'll share my top five live where you can be part of creating and discussing the list. You can call in. Our Disney Plus Pick of the Week, once again, is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We'll do a 20 questions contest and lots more again every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at WWRadioLive.com. Speaking of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I invite you to please join us in our spoiler support group at WWRadio.com slash spoilers, where we talk all things Falcon and Winter Soldier, including theories, spoilers, and all the things that I can't talk about here and in the regular WWE Clubhouse again wwradiocom slash spoilers. Speaking of community and family and friendship I want to thank all of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family. I sincerely appreciate all of your support and your friendship and your help and I love being able to give back to you each and every month with monthly scavenger hunts from the parks trivia quests, care packages from Walt Disney World exclusive merchandise, live video group calls, and lots more. I want to thank some of the new and longtime members, including Sherry Ross, Kyle Bollmeyer, Tom Foster, no relation maybe to Tim, Maria Healy, Erica, and Tiki C. If you want to find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar a month, and don't forget that a portion of your contribution, which is completely optional, does go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America, you can visit www.radionation.com. I understand, of course, that you might not have had an opportunity to visit the parks once again, which is why I want to invite you to attend our three-day virtual Parks and Resorts fan event called ParksCon from the comfort of your home for free. So if you're looking to find some of the secrets about getting the most out of your next parks visit, how to learn from experts on making the return truly magical tips and tricks, Stories and advice, I invite you to ParksCon 21. It is a three-day immersive event that will be streamed all over the world with presentations from some of the best theme park experts and super fans and legendary designers like Tony Baxter. I'm also going to be presenting as well. To get your free ticket to ParksCon 21, you can visit www.radio.com slash ParksCon, P-A-R-K-S-C-O-N, And you can also upgrade your pass at a huge discount right now for lifetime unlimited access to all 30 interviews. So if you can't watch while the summit's going on, no problem. You can watch whenever and wherever you like. Also, as a bonus, you get early access before the rest of the public does when it starts on April 26th. And you also get a limited edition ParksCon 21 shirt. Again, you can register for free or upgrade by going to www.radio.com slash if you are looking for a speaker, either in person or virtual, to your conference, your event, or for your school, you can visit lumangelo.com And if I can help you, whether it be with one-on-one coaching or mentoring or being part of our weekly mastermind group, you can also visit lumangelo.com and find out all the different ways that I can help you turn what you love into what you do. And speaking of people who love what they do, I want to thank once again my partner and sponsor from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider because it's who I used, and more importantly, who I trust for you to use as well. Whether you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland is opening soon, Aulani, Disney Cruise Line, or anywhere on this beautiful planet of ours, the entire team at Mouse Fan Travel can help you get the best possible prices, all available discounts, and it all comes at no cost to you. You can visit them by going to mousefantravel.com If you're looking to pick up some WW Radio logo gear that you can wear at home or to the parks, you can visit www.radio.com slash shirts. There you'll find a huge collection of shirts, hats, mugs, hoodies, stickers, not just with WW Radio logo on it, but tons from Disney, Marvel, Star Wars and pop culture. Again, it's wwradiocom slash shirts and finally, and most importantly, my friend and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word let somebody else know that you're listening by sharing a link on social, whether it be to your favorite Facebook group, on your Instagram and if you tag me, I'll make sure that I reshare it as well and if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show, it's incredibly helpful I want to thank some recent reviewers like P.E. Pataki from Canada who says it's awesome after the Disneyland closure listening to all of my favorite Disneyland podcasts I started getting curious about Walt Disney World and I am so excited to have found 600 plus awesome and informative podcasts to listen to, Nuke Mech From the US says, thoroughly enjoyed all the dining recommendations and viewpoints expressed in this episode. Thanks for the advice. And Corey Wolfgang says, it's getting me through the hard times. I've never been a podcast guy. I've always thought, I've always had a hard time being able to slow down enough to listen to one. I'm constantly on the go. And then COVID hit, and it hit hard. And suddenly the busy part of my life became really slow after losing my job. I'm sorry, man. After one of the greatest joys of my life has always been my yearly trips to Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And obviously with such a massive threat to our health, my 2020 trips all had to get cancelled. I found myself looking for ways to bring the joy back into my life and I randomly looked up Disney Podcasts and found this one. It's been a wonderful way to connect to the place that I love. I love hearing about the history, the live reviews, the former attractions and as a former cast member, I always appreciate the love of the hardworking people who make the magic. Great podcast and I'm glad to say I'll be listening to it on the way to my 2021 Disney World trip at the end of May Corey I am so sorry to hear about losing your job but hopefully things have turned around and I appreciate the fact that not only were you a cast member but that you found the show and maybe who knows I'll even be able to run into you during your trip in May also I want to thank Nuke Mech and P.E. Pataki for their reviews as well If you want to leave a review and I'll read it on the air, you can just go to Apple Podcasts and search for WW Radio or go to www.radio.com slash iTunes for a direct link and instructions. And finally, I just want to say thank you once again, and not just for listening and being part of the community and being my friend and being part of my extended family, but really for just being part of my life. And I don't think you realize how much you listening. And I know that every, and I'm not a numbers guy, but I know that every download, There's means that there's a human being on the other side. And I know that that's you and whether we've met yet or not, I mean it when I say how much I appreciate you and the friendship you've extended to me just by sharing your time with me. And if there's any way that I can help you in return, I mean it when I say to please reach out to me, I hope to see you in the clubhouse as part of the community. And I hope that this is not just your best week ever, but that you find and choose the good in everything that you do. It's important now more than ever, and it's up to you to look for, find the good, and be the good for other people. I'm telling you, the secret to happiness is easier than you might think. Work hard, stay positive, and just be nice to people. And if everybody did that, the world would be a much better place. So we all have to do our part, one person, one day at a time. I love and appreciate you. So until next time, see ya.
0: Hi, Lou. This is Richie from Westfield, New Jersey. I heard you mention in today's podcast that you've been at this WDW radio thing for 830 straight weeks. And I just wanted to call and offer a hearty, magical congratulations. What you've done over these past 15, 16 years is an inimitable feat. And as someone who's been with you for about 700 of those 830 weeks, I think it's safe to say that you and your show are just loved. If they're like me, I think many of your loyal listeners would agree that they've enjoyed listening to grow as an interviewer, presenter, and a host, Um, as much as they've relished the Disney content, you, Becky, and the rest of your family and team continue to broadcast. It's funny. I started listening to you as a bachelor who would use my morning commute Disney Lou Escapes, trying to forget the beginner teacher stage fright I was about to endure, and now I'm a grizzled veteran teacher with a wife and two kids who listen to you in the car as we run around town on the weekends. So... Uh, I have blogged for you a bit. I was in the Bryant Park uh, debacle when the NYPD broke up our WDW radio meet like we were a bunch of uh, common Disney hooligans. And now we're a routine mouse fan travel family. Thanks for all that you do. And if I may add one more quick thought, episodes 626 and 627 about World Showcase music were delightful. And I wanted to share that my family routinely looks up pavilion-specific music on YouTube, depending on the cuisine we're having for dinner that night. And one of our favorite things to do is play Mexico pavilion music on Taco Tuesday. So there you go. Keep up the great work, Lou. We love you. Uh, still looking forward to your live review of 50s Primetime Cafe, even though they haven't changed the menu in 20 years. Bye-bye.
2: Hi, Lou. Uh, this is Joe in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I just finished listening to your series on the music of Epcot, and my goodness, you brought back an incredible memory. Uh, We were there in 2000 for the big celebration. My son was four, and, oh, it was so emotional when you were talking about the parade and how they like to interact, especially with children. Uh, My four-year-old son was perfect for that. The little puppets that they had, or the big puppets, I should say, especially the ones they had hanging from the strings that were about his size, every time one came by, the puppeteer would put that puppet right in front of him and just dance, and he would just dance with it, and and then he would drum with the drums. And so thank you so much for that memory. Um, I've got to go back and dig up the pictures now, and I just wanted to to call you and let you know that I I appreciate you telling us uh, about that and reminding us, and... uh, uh, I, I I really wish I could see that break once again. But I'll dig up those pictures and those memories. Thanks Lou. Bye bye.